0: Thank you, Loa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins!
1: Alone looking for his first hit of the year. He drives one. Deep left field. Back goes Upton. Back near the wall. It's out of
0: here. Bartolo has done it. There's only one word that comes to mind greatness. What is up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast this uh, unprecedented 60-game season um, here in 2020. Um, We concluded yesterday, all the playoff spots are filled, um, start up tomorrow on Tuesday, and with me to discuss um, the postseason and look over this uh, (laughs) regular season, I have, uh, let's see, how, how, how would you like to be introduced?
1: Whatever you want to introduce me by.
0: Uh, we have CCA varsity head coach, <laughs> Mr. Ryan McConan. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Sorry. Uh, your Giants just missed out.
1: Yeah. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of things we can get into, but uh, let's just let's just leave it at that. But uh, it's been it's been a little bit sad here, 24 hours, but um, I'm starting starting the recovery.
0: Yeah, got it, got it done dirty by, uh, what, what's his name, Rob Drake? Was that the guy behind home?
1: Oh, unbelievable. But, I mean, let's be real. Uh, that's that's not why they lost. It's not why they didn't, didn't make the playoffs. But it added a, a little salt to the wound. I am a little disappointed why, you know, we got Brewers, Giants, same exact record. They have no common opponents. Why can't we just play one game today and settle it? Why does it have to be a tiebreaker based on your division record? Um, I wish they could just play today and get it out of the way. But – you know that's just me being a, a sore loser.
0: No, I mean I think that's totally fair. But yeah, you said it. We could probably go on for this. Um, so in terms of, I'll I'll start off just with a brief overview of the season um, with how it all finished out. Uh, definitely a lot of surprises. I'll go from AL down. Rays forty and twenty. They captured the number one seed. Yankees had some ups and downs. Still made the playoffs. Thirty three and twenty seven. Uh Toronto Blue Jays, they got the eighth seed at 32-28. Uh Baltimore, they started off a little hot, maybe a little magic, but finished at 25-35. Boston was in the cellar. They weren't quite as awful as we thought they might be, but 24 and 36, definitely disappointing. Uh twins were able to get the central. It came down to the last couple of days at 36-24. Uh Indians just behind at 35 and 25. Same the White Sox also at 35 and 25, all three making the playoffs. Uh, Kansas City Royals twenty six and thirty four Detroit Tigers again they started off maybe a little bit of magic then they ended up fizzling out twenty three and thirty five um, note they had they're supposed to play a doubleheader today against the Cardinals but the Cardinals already clinched the postseason so that didn't end up being played uh, Oakland A's took the AL West at a thirty six and twenty four record Houston Astros thanks to this uh, new season they were able to sneak into the playoffs with a record of twenty nine and thirty one. Seattle Mariners little bit of a run 27 and 33. Los Angeles Angels they had an awful start, almost came all the way back but finished at 26 and 34. And at the bottom, Texas Rangers at 22 and 38. NLYs, uh Atlanta Braves, they won the division in 35 and 25. Miami Marlins definitely in my opinion the biggest surprise this season, making the postseason at 31 and 29 negative run differential, but that's besides the point. Philadelphia Phillies crumbled at the end of the season, twenty eight and thirty two. New York Mets twenty six and thirty four, with the reigning champions tied with the New York Mets at twenty six and thirty four. NL Central, it, kind of a cluster. Uh, Chicago Cubs ended up winning the division at thirty four and twenty six. St. Louis Cardinals uh, at thirty and twenty eight. Cincinnati Reds they got hot at the end, thirty one and twenty nine. Milwaukee Brewers, like we alluded to, snuck into the playoffs at the 8th seed with a 29-31 record, and the Pittsburgh Pirates finished at 19-41, the worst record in baseball, but congrats on Kumar Rocker. Uh, NL West, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, we knew they'd be great, 43-17. San Diego Padres, my San Diego Padres, incredible season, uh, 37-23, really fun to watch. Uh, McConan's Giants, again, we alluded to it, 29 and 31, just missing out on the playoffs. Definitely exceeded expectations. Um, Colorado Rockies. They started. They started off hot. It looked like they were definitely making the playoffs. Also fizzled out. 26 and 34. And a sleeper for many, of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They ended up. They really struggled this year. 25 and 35. So that was a quick rundown of um, how the standings shook out. We'll uh we'll start off with our award predictions All, will uh, i use. let you start off Makona, with the al mvp
1: al mvp you know uh, this one's a toss-up for up for me uh personally i think you know you got luke voigt i don't even know how you say his name but that guy hit 22 jacks you know like i feel like he's not getting enough love uh in the in the race but uh i think i gotta go with jose abreu overall um Leads the AL and the RBI, slugging hits and total bases. The guy, I mean, the guy's just a monster. So I would uh, take him
0: personally. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, it was tough. For me, I honestly, um, it was bet- for me, it was, you You mentioned, Voight had a great year power wise. Um, definitely was a big reason the Yankees stayed afloat. But for me, it was between Jose Ramirez and actually his teammate, Shane Bieber. Um, Bieber was just so incredible. I mean, that may might allude to the next award. But he was just so incredible. Got the pitching triple crown. Sure some of those stats involved weren't aren't the greatest. But finished with a 163 ERA, 207 FIP, showed I mean definitely wasn't a fluke. Struck out fourteen batters per nine innings. Ridiculous. But ultimately Jose Ramirez slash line of two ninety-two, three 607. And you can tell he wasn't just getting you know singles. He wasn't necessarily putting up crazy. No, no, I mean not. He finished with seventeen home runs. He had a really good power surge at the end. I didn't even realize he got that high. But she's weighted on base percentage four fifteen. The guy, the guy really turned it on. And I don't think many people saw it until the tail end. So I have Jose Ramirez, uh, AL MVP.
1: I'm a little surprised that you uh, threw a pitcher in the in the MVP conversation, you know, especially in a shortened season. You know, he got 60 games. I mean, he had an incredible, incredible year, but he only pitched like 12, 13 games. You know, like that's a small percentage of everyone else. I,
0: I agree, but ultimately, in this 60 game season, I didn't necessarily see Jose Abreu, Luke Voit. They put up a decent fight. But this is—he just has had such an incredible season that I personally believe that he. I mean, he's been he he's been a very important part of the Indians. He's been far and wide the best pitcher in baseball, putting up some mind-boggling stats. So I mean, I just I don't know. I don't love any of the other candidates enough. And if you look back, at my preseason pick—I went really bold. It totally blew up in my face. I said Walker Bueller was winning NL MVP. I had him going like crazy, crazy, but old takes expose me, I guess. <laughs> um, all right, we'll, uh, we'll go to the NL side, NL MVP. Um, go ahead.
1: Uh, NL MVP. This one's tough for me, you know, as a, uh, as a Giants fan, you know, I, uh, I have to hate everything Dodgers. And so, um, uh, for me, I think Mookie Betts is up there. Um, and also seeing the Tatis and Machado conversation, you know, that's tough. I think they're splitting votes, though. I don't, I don't know how – I don't know who's better, you know. and uh, So ultimately, with that being said, uh, I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman. Um, guys, OPS over 1,000 in, in a regular season. It's just insane. Average of 347 RBIs. I know those are old-school stats, but on-base percentage, 463. It's just – the guy is just unbelievable. And he had COVID itself in the COVID season, so I think it's a little bit fitting that uh, he wins the award.
0: I, I'm i with you. Um, he's just been phenomenal. Um, Tatis seemed like he had it in the bag through August. Went a little cold. He'll still definitely get some votes because the whole body of work, he's been very good. Mookie Betts has been good. I think, to me, it came down to Freeman and Machado, but ultimately – Freeman's just been, I mean, his offensive numbers are insane. The only person that really compares is Juan Soto, who's played a significant uh, significantly less amount of games. Yep. Um, I mean, look, every stat, Freddie Freeman's dominating. 1,000 OPS, and sure, you can say he plays first base. It's not a premium defensive position, um, but I mean, he plays the position pretty well. Um, and when he's, when you're mashing like that, I just don't see a way how you don't give him the award. So came down to him. And then Manny Machado, I mean, he started off so slow. But he's yep. finish, he'll finish off with a slash line of 304, 370, 580 with an OPS at 950, um, four, 16 home runs. He, he really turned it up. He started to work up to the money, but hard not to pick against the numbers of Freddie Freeman.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Machado is just, it's hard to have that conversation, like MVP, when is he even the best player on his own team, you know? And the same can be said with Tatis, and it's like, you know, those two just fight at each other in terms of not only statistics, but, uh, you know, being on the same squad and splitting votes. So, uh, both had unbelievable seasons, but yeah, I think uh, Freddie Freeman's got it in the bag.
0: Yeah, we're on the same page on those first two. Um, Al Young, I might have an idea of what you're thinking here, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's the former Gaucho. There's there's no denying, you know, we got uh, just Triple Crown pitching. I mean, there's it's not even you, sh- you should win unanimously. There's no other stats that need to be said.
0: Yeah, I mean I already went over it. Incredible. For so in second, just kind of because for this sake, I kind of did more digging into second. Kenta Maeda has been phenomenal. Um, you're ending up at, uh, 2.7. So he, I mean, not necessarily the craziest numbers. He's striking batters out at a, uh, 10 rate, limits the walks, limits the home runs. He's been a big part of this, this Minnesota Twins team, which ultimately we'll talk more about each team. He's been a big part of their pitching, which the offense has not been quite as bomb a squad as last year. Um, he's been a key part in their success. So I like Kenta Maeda at number two.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, you'd be remiss to leave out Lance Lynn, too, on an absolute garbage team. Like, one of the best pitchers in the league. Probably doesn't deserve votes or the award, but definitely deserves some recognition with what he put up.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, he still ended with – he ended up tailing off a little bit at the end, but the guy – he I mean, he ended up throwing 84 innings. You, I got to imagine that's got to be towards the top of uh, single-player stats this year.
1: Yeah, my, my favorite stat on Lance Lynn was he allowed zero, one, or two runs in nine of his 12 starts. I mean, that's a joke to, yeah. to put yourself in a, in a situation to win games like that. Um, yeah. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I'm looking it up. Yeah, he led the league in innings. And that's what I really, uh, I'm very surprised that the Rangers didn't try to sell high on him. I think they could have gotten a pretty decent return. Yes, he's older, but if they sold him at the deadline, he would have had a little more control. As well as, I mean, just for any team, he, I I saw some stat when he was playing the Padres. He's, um, he has like a, it was like at the time, like 30 straight starts where he threw at least 100 pitches. He's a workhorse that is still putting up solid numbers. He's not solely an innings eater. So definitely unfortunate for him. He had to be on such an awful team like the Rangers.
1: Yeah, and you and you think about it in the Rangers' perspective. You know, like you said, he's a little bit older. Like, uh, I mean, I don't see the Rangers competing in the next couple of years. You might as well sell high while you got a chance and try to get some dividends back. But, That's what I mean. Um, they messed
0: it up on Mike Miner. They yeah. last year Mike Miner was having a great year, and they decided they held on to him. You know, maybe a little hope for this year, sure, but then they ended up trading him for a player to be named later after having yep. an awful start to the season. He'll probably yeah. end up I mean he hasn't been good with A's thus far, but it's the A's. He'll probably find himself.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean pennies on the dollars of what they would have got for him last deadline.
0: Yeah. Um NL Young, this one it's been a heated race um all year long. What are you thinking?
1: Uh, you know, this one's another toss up. Um, I hate to admit it. I'm not I'm not the biggest Trevor Bauer guy. Um, he he's just uh, showy, you know, with his cleats and his Twitter and his YouTube channel. And I have I, I, I despise most things about him. But the guy put up numbers this year. Um, I, I think I uh, reluctantly, I think I give it to him. And I'm I, I don't like saying that I'm like mad at myself for believing that. But he he just – he put it up and, you know, he led the Reds to this resurgence here. They were like 18-6 and six in their last 24, something like that. So um, he – I think he deserves it. And I think when you look at the other candidates, yes, Darvish had a good year. DeGrom, I just don't like giving it to, to guys who didn't make the playoffs. And You could argue Darvish, obviously, the Cubs made it. But DeGrom, um, you know, I just – you can't win three in a row and be on the Mets. I just – I don't know and that's that's partially just because he's so damn good but uh long story short trevor bauer
0: yeah i mean i don't know i i enjoy trevor bauer i think some of his antics are a bit much but ultimately i do really enjoy um looking inside i i find his vlogs in the in the season really interesting just because we rarely get to see that perspective and i think look, he's a little much but I mean, whether you like him or not, he's he's mar- he's getting he's trying to get the game out there. He's trying to market the game and make baseball fun. You know, there are certain things that I understand why you wouldn't care for the guy, but um, I don't know. I kind of like him. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, that the thing that threw me. Out, I mean, when he uh, had that complete game in Kansas City, and then like unbuttoned his shirt and had the. <laughs> The undershirt of him throwing the ball over the wall. Yeah, like, he's wearing his jersey. I, that over, that, like,
0: that a one case. was just kind of dumb. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't like, get that one. Yeah, it's
1: just like who cares? You beat the Royals. Like move that, on.
0: Like I like I I kind of like the McGregor strut. That was kind of funny to me. Striking yeah. out <laughs> yellow on an awful pitch. But no, um, that, I don't know. A, a little balance, but um, and I, I the guy. I do,
1: I do appreciate it. He had a little bit of a humble pie when uh, Tim Anderson you know, had him make that YouTube video, or we said, make a YouTube video of that, and he did. And <laughs> That uh, was right?
0: funny. Yeah, I he did that. have a
1: little humble pie there.
0: Yeah. Then, I mean, he ended up posting videos from striking out to Madison, but nonetheless, yeah. um, <laughs> Trevor, back to the point, Trevor Bauer, he, he's the scion. He's, uh, he separated himself from the pack, F- gonna finish off with a 173 ERA, striking out, batters at a 12, uh, per nine rate, limits the walks, and strikeouts pretty good. Um, He's been great, you said it. He's been a key part of this Reds resurgence. Pitch- he's been pitching on short rest. Um, he's he and old, he's fun to watch. Whether or not you like the guy, he's really fun to watch pitch. Um, and he's been able to separate himself. Following him, I I, I would say it's you, Darvish. Um, it came down, him and Lamette, I really like both him and Denelson Lamette. Um, Darvish going to finish off with an ERA, a tick below, uh, above two. His peripherals show that... Totally fits it. Um, another guy striking out batters at a good rate. He really limits the home run ball, which um, is to be expected. I really, I wasn't sure about Darvish. He had that good second half last year. I wasn't totally sold, but he's he's proved me wrong. Lamet really really similar numbers, just a just a little bit less. Two uh, two oh nine ERA, so just a hair above. Same with the peripheral show. It's legit. Strikes out guys at a bigger rate, but. I don't know, Darvish, I, I have Darvish just taking the edge. He's thrown some more innings as well. Um, I mean, it's really a cluster, so I'm, yeah. I'm ending up with uh, Bauer in the end.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think you could be wrong in any of those. They they all are worthy candidates. Yeah. And even the, uh, Max Fried. I love Max
0: Fried. I mean,
1: Guy, I mean, it's zero home runs allowed in the entire season. This is such a home run hitting era we're in, and he didn't give up a single jack and uh, – you know, he, he had a great year, and he's probably fifth in the conversation.
0: I love Max Fried. He was former Padre draft pick. He was involved in the Kimbrel trade. Um, Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm glad where we are now. Um, he's awesome. I love it. Soft tossing guy, doesn't give up the home run ball. How can you not love him? Um, A.O. Rookie of the Year. Um, go ahead.
1: This one is uh, interesting. I, I mean, so having the Giants played in the, the NL or AL West this year, I got to see Kyle Lewis quite a bit, and uh, I love that kid. That kid just, not only is he a gamer, but he's offense, defense, taking home runs away. Uh, the, the Mariners are gonna be something here in the next few years. They're kind of remind me of uh, how the Astros kind of were with all those top draft picks years back before they cheated but um you know they he he in my mind is an up-and-comer um obviously Luis Robert is a freaking monster and just a physical specimen but um I gotta give the nod to Kyle Lewis here
0: yeah I'm on the same page it's gotta be Kyle Lewis um it was neck and neck for a little bit with uh Luis Robert but Luis Roberts really, really, really slumped uh, this month. He's down batting 233 302 on base. He, I mean, he's definitely, you know, he, he's ultimately still a rookie, so I'm not, like, concerned or anything. But Luis, in the end, he's been great. Um, getting on at a three sixty-four clip, uh, four thirty six slugging. Um, had shown some power, 11 home runs. Um, you're right, this... Um, this is going to be a talented, talented Seattle Mariners team. I, they have a cluster of outfielders. They already had Kyle Lewis. They you had Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kellenick. They trade for Taylor Trammell. Yeah, and I mean that's that's just a couple of the guys there. They've built a good farm system. Uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about Jerry DePoto, but you got to give him credit in what he set up in that outfield. Um, second, really. Um, I mean, I don't know, I feel like overall there really wasn't, the, the rookies weren't incredible. I'd say if I had to give it to someone else, I'd probably put it at Christian Javier from uh, the Houston Astros. There really weren't a lot of other great rookies, but he did a pretty good job filling in with a hurt rotation. He ended with a 3 uh, 4 ERA. The peripheral show, he might have outperformed that, but ultimately... Uh, he did a decent job filling in in the rotation. So that's what I got. And wise this one might be more of a toss-up.
1: Yeah, I go uh, – this one, uh, it would be interesting if it wasn't a 60-game season because uh, Cronenworth just got off to such a good start and he slowed down tremendously. But, um, you know, he – I think, in my opinion, takes, takes the cake. Um, it would have been interesting to see if Alex – Bohm or however you say his name um would have played a full you know he didn't even play a full 60 game season but guy was on fire in August definitely was in the conversation of uh deserving but uh it's one of those things where you know you wonder in a full season if Cron- Cronenworth would have kind of uh held his lead towards the end with with Bom and the Phillies kind of fast charging but in the end I mean the Brewers dude is insane but he's a I mean, I'm sorry. He's a reliever. Pitched 25 innings. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan of that. I think Cronenworth had a better impact on uh, the Padres and and deserved it. As as harsh as it is to say that and admit it.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like if we agreed on every, we've agreed on every single one. I um. I
1: think I think you're looking at my cheat sheet, but luckily I I think
0: I I think I think yeah. I don't I don't know. I feel like maybe. Maybe I sent you my notes after I started filling them out. I don't I don't know. Um no, but Alec Boehm has been very good. Um I I agree in the sense that um if this was a longer season it'd be more of a debate. But Cronenworth, even with him slowing down, he's been a catalyst in this uh for this Padre team. <laughs> Getting on in three fifty four clip, four seventy seven slugging. And what's kinda under it, he's played some pretty good defense up the middle. Um when Hosmer even when Eric Hosmer got hurt, he filled in um at first base, he made a bunch of highlight real plays. Let me let me pull up the metrics so I'm not just uh, spewing lies. Okay, so the metrics actually say that um, – no, I mean, metrics say he's been, like, a solid defender. So, ultimately, um, I think he's been really good. For me, I think if you had to put second, I'd put it Devin Williams. I don't think he could win the award considering, like you said, the lack of innings. He ended up throwing, like, 27 innings, something like that. Um I mean he's been nasty. He has an absolute his changeup is filthy. It's yep. dirty. He's given up what? One run through 27 innings ending with an ERA sub sub 0.35. Uh monster. Mm. Monster. Mm. Just you, you it ultimately comes down to value and it's a reliever that's thrown 27 innings versus an infielder that's played most every day. So yeah, no, I'm no. A, I'm
1: and, and a- in a valuable role, like you said, you know, playing shortstop, second base, first base, you know, wherever, third base if you needed to. That guy was just a valuable part to the Padres.
0: Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, I guess in the end, uh, we all kind of, we, we kind of agreed. I feel like on most things, we're able to butt heads. Maybe we'll get that here as we break <laughs> down uh, these series. Um, we'll start off with the one versus eight. We'll go American League to National League. Um we have the Tampa Bay Rays, the Buffalo Blue Jays. I don't consi- I don't really feel like it's fair to call them the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. When you look at this, uh, just a little bit of an overview, um, Tampa Bay Rays, I-, I don't think many expected them to actually take the division, and even with a lot of injuries um, pitching-wise, Charlie Morton hasn't even been his usual self. They've been incredible. Um, Snell's been good. Yarbrough's been good. Glasnow's, he's been a little hit or miss, but he's been very good. Josh Fleming, I didn't know who this guy was. He's been great. The bullpen, I mean, it's just that next man up. They've been incredible. Offensively, you know, they're nothing incredible, like not, nothing eye-popping. It's kind of how they are. Uh, but Brandon Louse had a great year. Um, yeah. Um, in terms of the Buffalo Blue Jays, um, I definitely not a playoff team in a regular season. But there's, they definitely, they could... They, they they have a little they have some pieces, but offensively, Bo Bichette he's a monster. Um, just needs to stay healthy. Um, Lourdes Gurriel he's had a breakout year. Teoscar Hernandez he's had an incredible year with the power. He's been hurt and he still launched sixteen. Um, they've had some guys play well offensively. Pitching wise though, uh, Taiwan Walker's been great since he came over. I don't know how much I trust him in the postseason. Hinjin Ryu's been good. But other than that, um, bullpen's been hit or miss. They have a couple guys, but no one I'd really trust. So that's kind of just a brief overview. Um, I'll let you go first. Who's, um, if you had to put, who's an X factor in this series?
1: Uh, for me, it's the, the starting staff, uh, for the Blue Jays, or sorry, for the, uh, Rays, you know. I just, like you kind of mentioned it, looking at their offensive numbers with the, with the Rays, the guys are just just average. And, you know, they, they mix and match like crazy. They had that one day where they had nine lefties. You know, you, you, they could either have a guy hit and clean up one day and ninth the next, then not starting the next two days. They're just such pieces. And, and like you said, next man up. So for me, it's the starting staff because we know the bullpen's nasty. You got 12 different dudes who got saves in a year which is just incredible especially being a giants fan and knowing how hard it is to find bullpen pieces uh, but i i think that the starting staff needs to get leads and get it to the bullpen, especially in these short three game series um you know they the raised depth is not going to be able to show itself um which i think is why it, you know they they kind of tend to to do better in these longer seasons than the playoffs you know they're they're more built for length rather than shortness so for me it's the, the starting pitchers can they can they get the lead can the offense get them a lead and then give it to the bullpen from there uh blue jays are, are like you said fun to watch up and coming young raw i think ryu ryu will will kind of can steal a game so um i think this is going to be more competitive than some people might think
0: yeah uh when i look at x-factor i'd say uh Teoscar Hernandez, I said, he's been having a great year. And offensively, if they can get some runs early, kind of put, you know, get to that starting pitching, as you were saying, um, they have a chance because they can hit. And Teoscar Hernandez, he's, I mean, he's looked incredible this year. If he can keep it up, um, put, you know, just a couple home runs in a three-game series, um, every run matters. So I'm I'm very excited to see what Teoscar Hernandez looks like. Um, I'm excited to see Vlad Jr. play in the postseason. Obviously, he's underwhelmed since he's gotten to the postseason. I wouldn't call him my X factor, but I do want to see what he can do. Um, for me, I have I have the Rays taking it in two. I could see the Jays stealing a game, but I just think the Rays in the end are the better team. And the yes, the pitching depth doesn't show itself as much, but they have a. They, I mean, Kevin Cash said it. They have a stable of guys uh, in the pen. So for me, it's hard to pick against them. I have Rays in two. I uh,
1: I ultimately agree, Rays will take it, but I'm calling Blue Jays win game one. Uh, kind of lends itself to that Rays back against the wall mentality, and then they take game two and take three, and ultimately it's a good good series, competitive, but um, bullpen at the end, game two, game three, they they take the series in three for the Rays.
0: Yeah. Um, next we'll go to the 4-5 matchup, uh, Cleveland Indians and New York Yankees. Uh, this should be a fun one. This, um, this probably one of the better first series, in my opinion. Um, overview, um, we obviously, we both have the Indians winning the Cy Young and MVP. Jose Ramirez has been great. A little bit of a down year from, from, from Francisco Lindor, but you know the guy's talented. Um, Fran Reyes, former San Diego Padre has been a monster uh, lately at DH um little struggles from the likes of Carlos Santana still getting on base at a decent clip um, offense overall though it's um there's not a lot outside of Jose Ramirez um, pitching wise I mean they just they churn starting pitchers out of everywhere Bieber we talked about him he's been incredible Carlos Carrasco's been awesome Zach pleasezakck he since he's Come back from the whole debacle. He's been great. Tristan McKenzie, he's a rookie. He's been great. Um, Aaron Savali hasn't been incredible, but not bad. Pen wise, uh, Brad Hand's locked it down. James Karinchak's been uh, Not he's been a terrific rookie. I'd say overall, they, they've turned churn, out a lot of really good relievers. You have Oliver Perez, the ageless wonder. He has an ERA exactly at two. Um, Couple pod they they have a couple of Padres. They have uh Adam Simber's been good. Cal Quantro's been really good out of the pen too. Um, definitely have the pitching. Yankees wise, they've been up and down. They went through a skid. Um, offensively still very, very talented. Uh, Luke Voigt, incredible MVP caliber year. DJ LeMahieu again ends up winning the batting title. His OPS ended up over a thousand. He he missed some times, but he ended up with an OPS eleven points over a thousand. So that was big. Uh, Glibertor is off to a uh, pretty tough start. Still ended up putting out some good numbers. Same with Urshela. Uh Brett Gardner he's not much anymore. But Clint Frazier showed out this year, and you got. Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton back. We, don't, we never know how long it'll last, but they are back. Pitching-wise, Garrett Cole. He did Garrett Cole things, not quite Cy Young, but a sub-3 ERA. J.A. Happ's been surprising. He's been good as of late. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka, he's been good. Past that, there's not a lot of stability in the rotation, but the pen's still great. You have Zach Britton, Chad Green, uh, Luis Sessa. I'm looking at this. He's been pretty good. Otto hasn't been good. Um, Chapman's been better as of late. It no, hasn't looked like his true form. Uh, definitely a weird year for the Yankees, but they're here. Um, let's talk about it. Who's Who are you looking at X-Factor-wise? Who do you have winning this series?
1: X-Factor is the athletic trainer for the Yankees. Can, can the Yankees stay healthy? Uh, if that guy can get him in game shape and keep him healthy, I think, they they're as talented as anyone um however they they just cannot get healthy i just don't know what their deal is so uh for me that i mean the game one matchup on paper between cole and Bieber is going to be outstanding uh i mean literally might be whoever gets a hit first might win in that game uh so for me i think yankees take it in three i think they just their offensive lineup is just unbelievable they they play in that short porch, you know, you can hit a a routine fly ball that goes up into the second deck. Um, So they just have the offensive power. They got nine dudes who can hit it literally 450 feet if needed. Um, So for me, I got Yankees in three.
0: Yeah, I have Yankees in three as well. And I actually, I think the Indians ended up being the higher seed, so I think it's going to be at Progressive, so they don't quite have the short porch advantage. But um, I'm with you, Yankees in three. And my X Factor, kind of on note with yours, um, I'm saying specifically Giancarlo Stanton. This guy's an absolute monster when he's healthy. There's no question about it. Uh, if he's healthy, this lineup it, it's it's so stacked. Even without him, it's stacked. But he's a guy that you you can't sleep on. He's gonna uh, definitely put some power behind his swing. He can launch one pretty easily. Um, I like I just like the overall depth of the Yankees, especially in a three-game series. They don't really have to worry about having. Um, more great starting pitchers, I think, uh, Cole, I mean, you know, Cole's going game one, whether they go Tanaka two, Tanaka, or Hab for possibly game three, I think those three are good enough, uh, they're going to be able to utilize that bullpen to get them through those games. I, I think the Yankees are just a little more complete than the Indians. Um, the three versus six matchup, Minnesota Twins, uh, against the under 500 Houston Astros. Um, quick run through. Uh, I said it earlier, the offense hasn't quite been up to the Bomba squad standards, but uh Louisa Rice, he keeps, you know, he's the on base guy. Donaldson hasn't quite been himself entirely, but you know what you're getting from Josh Donaldson. I want him in my lineup in a postseason matchup. Um Nelson Cruz, the ageless wonder. God. If you pl- if he played defensively, if he could play if he played the outfield, I mean, he played an average outfield, he'd definitely be in some form of the MVP conversation. Um, he's He mashes. Pitching-wise, talked about Kenta Maeda. Um, he's been great. Jose Barrios, his is at four. He's been up and down, but he's talented. Randy Dobnak, who they always talk about, uh, he was like an Uber driver and then was with the team. Uh, his ERA is hovering around four. Rich Hill, ERA right around 3. Uh, pineda has been great as well. Limited innings, but he's been solid. The pen, they've had uh, they've had some of their middle guys they've been pretty good. Uh, Tyler Clippard, Tyler Duffy, Trevor May, Sergio Romo. He's another ageless guy at 37. Um, they have a they have a handful of guys that have been pretty good. Uh Taylor Rogers, their closer at 405. Um, not bad. M- maybe not locked down, but not bad. Houston Astros. I mean, for as talented of a team as they are, going under 500, clearly disappointing. Offensively, really, everyone's having a down year. Uh, George Springer ended up putting up some pretty good numbers 14 home runs, OPS just under 900. Uh, Jose Altuve has been very bad. Correa hasn't been awful. Bregman's been mediocre. Um, definitely a lot of struggles offensively. And then pitching wise, uh, they lose Justin Verlander. They obviously lost uh, Garrett Cole. Zach Granke has been fine. His ERA is right at four. It feels like he's been doing better, but not quite. They've had some other guys step up. From Valdez, he's been really good. Um, Lance McCullers, he's, he has an ERA uh, about 3-9. Christian Javier, who I mentioned, he's been pretty solid. Jose Archetti as well. Um, obviously, all those guys with limited, uh, you know, playoff experience or at least quality. Bullpen's been decimated with injuries, but they've had a couple... Uh, for lack of a better term, no name guys um, show out um, but really outside of Ryan Presley, it's a lot of it's a lot of unknowns and guys that we probably haven't heard of. Um, so yeah, what are you what are you thinking for this series McConan?
1: So this is my uh, my upset special pick. I got I got the Astros winning in two, possibly three. I mean let's let's be real. three is the safer pick, but I'm gonna say Astros in two. <laughs> just to be thrown out there. Um, I think the X factor for this series is uh, the will of the Astros. I think they have been pooped on by every single person in the media, uh, the opposing team, everyone, and they are going to have something to prove. Yes, they had a down year. Yes, their offensive numbers have been down. Um, but I think they're going to come out ready to win, ready to show people that um it's been a fluke and it's not really that they're they're cheating and that's why the numbers are down uh, but i think they come out guns a blazing and take the series green key game i don't know what game he's pitching but that guy is an like absolute gamer um bulldog competitor that that relentlessness that he he provides on the on the mound is going to be uh huge for them so i think the bats wake up and 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 shock some people and they take they take out the twins
0: I think one team's bat wake up, and that's the Minnesota Twins. I, am I'm, uh, I'm, we're, we're gonna thoroughly disagree on this one. I think, I just think the Twins are the much better team right now. Um, both lineups, you could say, have underachieved a little bit. Ultimately, I like the, I like them bouncing back a little more, especially against less experienced pitchers, especially when you get to that pen. I think Granky, um, Granky's solid, but. I, I just really like this Minnesota Twins lineup a little bit of a bounce back. You know what you're getting The right is going to get on base. I said it. Josh Donaldson, his numbers aren't incredible this year, but he hits the ball hard, and it goes. Byron Buxton's been on a tear lately. His numbers are still pretty awful, but he's been on a tear lately. He's a legit threat. Max Kepler, there's not a hole in that lineup. and I don't know. The Astros lineup, you could say the same thing. I don't know. I don't see all of them bouncing back, and that's what my X factor is. Jose Altuve. Because ultimately the team. You know, moves with Jose Altuve if, if Jose Altuve is playing good. I think they'll be successful. But ultimately, the they're been, they're very similar teams. They've had offensive offenses that have slightly underachieved. Um, not necessarily dominant pitching, but ultimately the Twins have put forth better numbers this year, and I trust the Twins pitching more than I do the Houston Astros. So I have the Twins in two.
1: I I think uh one thing that can't be understated is experience and the Astros have that the Twins are still trying to you know they they're learning how to win but they haven't quite got over that hump so it'll be interesting to see if they can to take that next step.
0: Yeah, but I don't know pitching wise on the Astros side it's a lot of inexperienced guys. No I doubt. I I agree I agree with you though in principle. Um Last matchup, AL, um, Oakland Athletics, the two seed, welcome in the Chicago White Sox. Another one of the most exciting teams in baseball, the White Sox. Oakland A's, I wouldn't say, are that exciting. Um, offensively, uh, they're down Matt Chapman for the year. Sean Murphy's had a decent rookie year. Matt Olson has turned himself into some form of Joey Gallo, three true outcome. He's hitting 195, but 14 home runs. Um, Simeon's had a down year. Um, The offense overall really hasn't been incredible. The likes of Tommy Lastella has been very good since he came over from the Angels. Mark has done something. Not a super scary offense. Um, It's the pitching. Um, I have my questions about the rotation. I don't know how they're going to configure it, but Chris Bassett's been good. Mike Fiers is weird. He's not really good, but sometimes he pitches decent. I like Jesus Lazardo. I'm a big fan of his. Um, Sean Minaya is just so up and down. Frankie Montas has been garbage this year and minor minor hasn't been much better. It's the bullpen that has kept this team going. Liam Hendricks, shutout closer, maybe the best closer in baseball. Uh, Joaquin Soria, he's awesome. He's Mero Petit locked down. Although I, I wouldn't be, I think he's Mero Petit. His, he like curves his hat and like, it, he's always touching his hat. I think he might have something on his hat, but I digress. Um, uh, trevino uh, has been great. Jake Diekman, uh, I don't I don't know all of it, but he has a sub point five ERA. Um, only twenty one innings, but that's legit. The bullpen, there's really not gonna be a true weak link with this bullpen. Um, starting pitching might be a concern, but bullpen's great. Ah, uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, you got Yasmani Grandal behind the dish. He's I'd say he's underperformed a little bit this year. But, he, I mean, he's still a great catcher, one of the better catchers in baseball. Jose Abreu has been incredible, um, been a monster in the MVP conversations. He got the rookie Nick Madrigal. I, I love it. Um, he he gets on base. He just does not strike out. He struck out seven times all year. I talked about T.A. I think a lot of people thought T.A. last year was more of a fluke. He doesn't get on base at a great rate compared to his batting average, but he's good. Moncada struggled. But, ultimately, this lineup is really, really good, um, top to bottom. Even with the likes of uh, Edwin Encarnacion and, uh, to a certain extent, like Luis Roberts, struggling. Pitching-wise, Giolito, he's the one you hear a lot about. He threw the no-hitter. He's very up and down, though. He'll have some great games, and he'll struggle. His ERA at 3.48. It's been Dallas Keuchel. He, um... He's been very, very good. He has an ERA at 1.99. You know, not he's flown under the radar because, you know, he's not a sexy pitcher. But he's been good. Uh, Behind them, you have Dylan Cease. He has an ERA right around four. Same with Dane Dunning. Um, Bullpen-wise, Alex Colomay has been really good. Um, And then from there, I don't know if you – Bullpen, not a little bit shaky, nothing like – I don't know. Nothing incredibly set in stone. Although I will say Garrett Crochet, he is a problem kid they drafted from. Was it Tennessee? Yep. Kid they drafted from Tennessee this year, uh, already in the big leagues. He pumps a hundred. It's he. He's fun um, to watch. So that's uh, A's and White Sox. Take it away, Mick.
1: Yeah, for me, you you uh, you nailed it with the my X factor is uh, crochet. Let's see how they use him. Let let the kid. It reminds me, you know how maybe how David Price was used back in the in the Rays run when uh, he was the first overall pick uh, a few years back. You know, coming in as a as a reliever, that guy. I mean, is absolute filth. Undered from the left left side at a sidearm delivery. I don't know who. In the world, I, I just foresee him coming up and facing Olsen in a, in a tight spot late in the game and trying to get, have power be, be power there. Uh, for me, I think this is, the A's are similar to the Rays in the sense that they don't have a ton of superstars. They just, next man up, find a way to get stuff done. Uh, but, the, the, but the White Sox are easily the most talented seven seed in probably baseball history, uh, mostly because there's never been a seven seed but uh they are just dominant. their offense is insane. So uh, it's gonna be a good series. I, I am a, a pseudo fake A's fan you know growing up in the Bay Area. they were always my, my second favorite team. So I'm I'm worried for the A's in this. I do think they are the better team overall, but again, these short series, anything that's gonna happen. So uh, I'm gonna say A's and three, Kind of figure it out uh you know they're going to use a little bit of that experience over the young white socks but the white socks are going to be a problem for years to come
0: yeah so my x factor it comes down oakland a's have a dominant bullpen if you're if you're losing and you let them get to the bullpen it's almost always lights out but i i have my questions about their starting pitchers i'm not even really sure how they're gonna line it up i think bassett goes game one but from there they can get really creative I think I think they'll give the ball. My guess is one of the guys that'll get the ball will be Sean Manaya, and he's my X factor. Ultimate, if I'm gonna go specifically, he's he's been up and down. He's looked incredible at times. He struggled at times. Um, they if they get like a nice four solid innings from him, you know that you have a couple run lead. They can win those games. But ultimately, I just like the White Sox more. I think the White Sox can jump on that starting pitching. Um... And yeah, maybe they won't get some runs later in the in, uh, later in the game. Um, their bullpen's not great, but the, his offense is really, really mediocre. Right? I get the bullpen's really good. I don't know how they got to thirty six wins though. There is like yeah, Olsen definitely poses a threat. But when you have a guy like Crochet, who no, yeah, they put in the three batter minimum, but you're gonna go to a lefty to face Olsen. And outside of that, there's no one in that lineup that you fear. So I have, I have the White Sox, and I have the White Sox taking it in, too.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised with any outcome. I just think the A's have that. They're like little cockroaches, you know? Like, they're, like they don't have overly talented players, but they just find a way to get it done. They have that, uh, you know, that, that it factor for me, and I, I think they're going to be uh, moving
0: on farther than you'd think. I mean, it's crazy if you give those teams like the, like the budget, like them and the Rays, the budget of like the Yankees and the Dodgers. Could you imagine?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the, thinking of because they have to, you know, they have that backs against the wall mentality all season long, and they know they have to piece it together. So uh, when it comes to the playoffs, they're not going to be doing anything different. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, imagine them getting. A Lindor or someone a piece that to, to put in the middle of that lineup on top of what they're already doing.
0: Yeah, I'd be wild. But uh, we'll move on to the National League. These uh, we can call it the Wild Card Round. It's really not. It's like I mean, it seems kind of dumb to call it the Wild Card Round. But the one versus eight, we got the the behemoth, the juggernaut that is the Los Angeles Dodgers. They finished with 43 wins. I'm um, going up against the eight seed. Under five hundred, the Milwaukee Brewers, um, in terms of an overview, the Dodgers, I mean, they're great. Um, in terms of their uh, rankings, like I put a little more thought into my notes for the National League. Dodgers ranked number three in offense, number five in pitching as a fan graph. And the Dodgers, uh, they have the best ER, team ERA in all of baseball. For the Brewers, they end up at 25th in offense, second in pitching, and you break it down into the specifics for the Dodgers. It's been some tough seasons. It's been a tough season for the likes of Max Muncie, uh, Cody Bellinger, and Jock Peterson. But the team is so deep. Um, and you've had absolutely great years from Corey Seager, who I think people forgot about him. He's one of the better shortstops in baseball. He's probably the only Dodger that I could say I like. Uh, Will Smith been incredible behind the dish. Um Justin Turner doing typical Justin Turner things. He's that guy you hate to face him, but he's a gamer that you want on your team in the middle of the year lineup. Um, and Mookie Betts doing Mookie Betts things. Um, I don't think he quite takes home MVP, but he's been just as good as advertised. Um, Dodgers' main starters, when you look at the five that they've primarily gone with, of Kershaw, May, Urias, uh, Gonsolin, and Bueller. The highest ERA is Bueller with a three four four, and that's that's telling something. Um and their pen, it's 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 for the most part locked down. The main concern it ultimately boils down to Kenley Jansen's erratic play. He started off really well this season. ERA still ended up at uh three point three three. So he's not bad by any means. But with Kenley you just you never know what you're getting from him. So um those were my takeaway from the Dodgers in terms of The Brewers, I I mean, I don't know. They don't look like a great team to me. Um, The offense just really does not do it for me at all. Jelic, he's struggled. He's turned it on a little more lately, but still a very disappointing season after winning MVP. Keston Hira, sophomore slump. Uh, Likes of Avicel Garcia not doing great. Um, It's been fun. Dan Vogelback, definitely I'm a big fan of his. Hard not to be. Um, he's He's been quietly very good. Um, with his time in Milwaukee's, uh, he's been, he's in 328, 418, 569 with an OPS at 987. Pretty good. I mean, limited at bats, albeit, but, um, pitching wise, Corbin Burns has been a revelation since he went into the rotation. I don't know it. I don't know if he's healthy for the postseason. I know he was on the IL. Um, I'm not sure if you have, I don't know if you know any more into that.
1: I'm not positive he's going to... I assume if he's healthy, they'll they'll throw him out there. But, yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to be back in time.
0: Yeah, and then him with Brandon Woodruff, another good season. That's a formidable one and two when you're healthy. And the bullpen has been pretty good. You had the rookie of the year candidate, Devin Williams. You have Josh Hader. Um, yeah, and all, for me, I mean, the X factor... It's really hard to put on this because I really just think the Brewers are gonna get absolutely smoked. But I'll go. I'll go with my guy, Dan Vogelback, Dan Dingers. Um, if he if he can get a little bit of that offense going, if they can scratch a couple runs off the surface, maybe they can make a little bit of a run. But the offense, it's just been bad. Like I'm looking at this, it's bad. <laughs> when you, when you look at their regulars. Um, and look, I know average is an obsolete stat, but it ultimately reflects onto all other stats. And I mean Orlando Arcia, best batting average? And then OPS wise highest OPS is Yelich at seven eighty six. It's I, I really don't know how they got here, but um I have that my X Factor is damn back, and I easily have Dodgers in two. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna shock the world here. Um, the Brewers have no business winning this series they have no business being in the playoffs and that's why i'm gonna pick them to win win game one okay they will win game one and then after that uh it's anything but i i truly think i mean the brewers are the the consummate uh example of the like they have nothing to lose they literally have nothing to lose in this series they have no business being there and that's why i think they're going to take down the dodgers
0: I mean, look, I applaud it, and there's always, ultimately, I was actually having a conversation with my friend about this earlier, is the Dodgers, on paper, and based on their regular season results, they should smoke absolutely everyone and have an easy World Series. But it's just the way the Dodgers, it's hard to trust them in the postseason.
1: Especially in a three-game series. I mean, if if they're going to go down, it's going to be in these short series because they... You know, again, the the Rays, the A's, the Dodgers—they're built to win long, drawn-out seasons. They're not necessarily built for these short games. And you you bring in—you only got to win two games, right? And you go if you go Williams and Hader. I mean, if some form or fashion, if you can figure out a way to combine the seventh, eighth, ninth—if you have a lead—and then you bring those two dudes in and say you can shorten the, the game. And like we said, if if Corbin is healthy and even Woodruff has had a, a good season, so. You can get them. If you can find a way to get through six, then get it to the bullpen with a lead, and then who knows? I mean, Yelich is a freaking superstar, and he's just been down. Maybe he shows up. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I have this, this gut feeling that the Brewers are going to be more of a problem than the Dodgers want.
0: We'll see. Um, next up, to me, uh, another matchup of NL West and NL Central. Got the Padres at 37-23 with the Cardinals at... 30-28, and 28, lost two games with the outbreak and clinching the playoffs. Um, per fan graphs, Padres ranked 2 in offense and 6th in pitching. Cardinals 13th in offense and 21st in pitching. To me, this feels like a big mismatch. Um, for the Padres, they've had a lot of guys playing up. Manny Machado is finally playing closer to his contract. Same with Will Myers, living up to a little bit of his potential. Hosmer hasn't been incredible, but he's definitely played much better than his time in San Diego. Um, We've seen breakouts from Jake Cronenworth. And the biggest surprise to me, especially after an awful start, I really didn't want him to keep having any form of playing time. Jerickson Profar has quietly been very good. And at this point, he might be, in the come postseason, he might be taking some playing time over the likes of Tommy Pham and Mitch Marlin, who have really struggled. Um, Austin Nola, Padres added him at the deadline, hasn't been great. Um, thus far, behind the dish. Definitely hard to get worse than Austin Hedges, but... Um, Pitching-wise, Zach Davies, he's been a revelation. Not not even really. He's he's consistently had good numbers. The peripherals just always say he's going to regress, and he just continues to not regress. Uh, Denelson-Lamette, deep into the talks of Cy Young, he's been incredible. It sounds he had a little bit of a health scare, but it sounds as though... Uh, the Padres are planning on him being the Game 1 starter. Um, little, bit, little bit of troubles from the Sheriff, Chris Paddock. Um, has to work, you know, got to improve on some location, finding an out pitch. Um, Mike Clevenger, that's a big question as to if he's healthy. We've heard mixed things. I think what, what I've taken from it is maybe if there's a Game 3 we see him, but that remains in the air. Bullpen started off really slow. Uh, Kirby Yates struggled, ended up, seemed like it ended up being from an injury he's done for the year. But Drew Pomerantz has been locked down, didn't give up a single run until uh, this weekend with the Giants. Um, you have Pierce Johnson signed him over from Japan. He's been good. Matt Strom, he's been a very good lefty out of the pen. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal hasn't given up a run since he was acquired at the deadline. Um... Padres, you know, they're expected to have a great bullpen. Started off a little slow. I think they're closer to living up to expectations. Um, Cardinals, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, he's starting to play like Paul Goldschmidt, the superstar they acquired. But offensively, outside of like Colton Wong and a little bit of Brad Miller, the offense hasn't been very good. Um, Pitching-wise, they just announced, I saw it earlier today, Mike Schilt announced um, the way that they're going to throw, I believe, it's going to be Quang, and if I say this wrong, sorry, Quang Hyun Kim. Uh, he's been a breakout this year. Um, I believe they're giving him the ball in game one, so that's interesting. Uh, he's been throwing to the tune of a one six two ERA, granted only 39 innings, but still, you know, worth noting. We've seen uh, the guy, Adam Wainwright, he keeps, you know, throwing the clock back. 3.15 ERA. Um, I believe they have him as game three if they get there. And Jack Flaherty has struggled this year, but he's he's super talented. Um, you know he'll he'll go game two. He's also had success in his couple games against the Padres. Bullpen wise, the pen's been very good. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos, um, he's been good at the back end. They've kind of done closer by committee. Uh, Genesis Cabrera playing well. Tyler Webb playing well. Andrew Miller back to a little more Andrew Miller form. The, the bullpen's definitely been good, but for me, maybe it's because I'm biased and you can call me out on it if you feel differently, but I just think the Padres are the significantly better team here. In terms of X-Factor, I really put it as Mike Clevenger in the sense that if he's pitching, I really don't think it's much of a contest. If he's out, though, it definitely leaves the door open. I think Lomet will shove. Um, Zach Davies, though, you might not know what you get, and if you have to go to a Game 3, you have to look at the likes of Chris Paddock or... Uh, I mean, Garrett Richards, they definitely have a chance, but I like the Padres in two. Um, yeah, go ahead.
1: Again, this is a, a broken record here, but these three-game series, anything can happen, and uh, the biggest question mark for me is lament and his health. I, I don't understand how you could come out of a game in the middle of after a pitch and then just be fine next week. So uh, even if he does get the, the ball... Um, game one I think you know that's gonna be in the back of his mind anything that he feels in his arm is he gonna is he gonna freak out and say oh, I'm not feeling well and come out or is he gonna try to pitch through stuff I just I, I worry about him with with the ball um, and then you alluded to it with the, the Clevenger thing who knows what he's gonna be doing um, is he gonna be even in this series so again I uh, I, I, would, I would worry if I was the Padres. It's a, it's a complete mismatch in terms of talent. Like There's no question the Padres are a better team. Uh, it's, it's these short three-game series. The Brewers and the, the Cardinals have been playing playoff baseball for the last 10 days. Padres have kind of cruised in, have nothing to really play for the last week or two, um, kind of taking guys out in games, playing that laissez-faire uh, you know, baseball. With nothing to lose, but uh, I don't know. I I think Padres end up sneaking it out and getting getting in three, but I would I would worry about the, the Cardinals.
0: Fair enough. Uh, next match, we got the three seed Chicago Cubs, number six Miami Marlins. Um, this this Cubs team is confusing. Um, they've had an erratic offense. They've they've been good at points, um, but it's it's been really up and down. We've seen good years. Um, Ian Habs had a big year. Jason Hayward, um, I mean, he got an ungodly amount of money for a player of his caliber, but he's been playing rather well this year. Wilson Contreras has been good. Rizzo's hit or miss, like, kind of up and down. And then Javi Baez, as well as Chris Bryant, I know Bryant's been hurt. They've been bad, both slashing around the Mendoza line. And Javi doesn't walk. So if Javi's not... If Javi's not Getting base hits, he's not going to be successful. The guy doesn't walk. So that's worth noting. Pitching-wise, Yu um, Darvish, Cy Young candidate. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, he's been solid, as usual. That's a good one, too. From there, though, I don't know who he'd give the ball to Game 3. Um, Alec Mills, again, you know, he threw the no-hitter, but he's, I mean, he's been mediocre. John Lester's been pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Um, I don't know the status of Jose Quintana, but I know... He like he was hurt early in the year. I don't. I, I have no concept of what's up with him, but I I don't. I don't know what they do at three and bullpen wise. They've they've done well, but I feel as though they're overperforming. Like Jeremy Jeffress, he's been really good in the closer role. Um, one point five four ERA, but his peripherals with the FIP show you know hovering around four. Um, Tapera Winkler, they've been good. Um, Craig Kimbrough, his ultimate his overall numbers have been pretty bad. He's been he's I don't think he's given up a run in uh September. I don't know. He's obviously a shell of his former self, but could see him have a little bit of success in the postseason. Um the X-factor uh, I just totally skipped over the Miami Marlins. Sorry. Marlins, um you and
1: everyone else.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, you got to give him credit when you when you break it down, uh Jesus Aguilar, John Birdie, Brian Anderson, they've all been solid contributors. Garrett Cooper and Miguel Rojas have been very good, not just Marlin standard good, they've been very good uh both uh Rojas getting on base at about a 392 clip, OPS at uh, 888. Um they've they've been getting it done with the stick. They their lineup isn't half bad the way they're playing. And pitching-wise, um They've been good. Also, I guess before I go to the pitching, Starling Marte is underwhelmed. Ultimately, he's a talented guy that you want in your lineup. Um, the ma- Pitching-wise, their rotation, it's young, but it's good. Uh, Pablo Lopez has been super good. Sandy Alcantara, he's shoved. Sixto Sanchez has been a wonder to watch. Um, Hernandez is done for the year, but that, I mean, I don't know what order they'll go, but I think that's the three they'll, they'll roll with. That's, that's not a bad three by any means. And... The relievers again, you know, inexperienced and maybe overperforming, but you know, Yimi Garcia, he's been shut down. Uh, Brandon Kinsler has done really well in the reliever role. James Hoyt, I didn't know really he existed. He's been good. Richard Blyer, who I'm pretty sure was with the Orioles, I want to say, um, he's been good. I mean, they have a, they have a lot of guys that have, you know, I ultimately I think we can all agree it boils down to overperforming. But if they keep playing, there's nothing else to be said. They've been great. Um well maybe great's an overstatement, but they've definitely been, you know, overplaying what everyone thought they would. Give Don Mattingly the manager of the year. Um X Factor for me it's gotta be Chris Bryant. Um he's he's struggled. Um definitely should be glad the service time manipulation has him not hitting free agency until last year, because he'd be a tough year to hit free agency. Um uh, but he I mean he had a grand slam the other day. We know the talents there. And if he can get it going, I think that, you know, the lineup will really benefit. And I think they can get on this young Marlins team. And I do have the Cubs taking it. I think the Marlins do give them a pretty good run for their money, Cubs in three.
1: Yeah, I think you you nailed it there. Uh, One of the things that we we can't overlook is that nobody plays better in front of an empty stadium than the Marlins. So uh, they have that going for them, going against the Cubs. But the Cubs have too much talent uh in terms of experience and just better players in my opinion the marlins will like you say give them a run for their money i'll I'll give it three games but the cubs the for me they you know they got darvish and then they got a lot of question marks after that uh you alluded to the bullpen you know a little bit shaky you got jeffers back there who hasn't had a ton of experience um in that closer role as of late so it will be interesting, but, I mean, if you just look at the talent, you got Baez, Rizzo, Happ has had a crazy year, Schwarber, Contreras, Bryant. I mean, they just have a, veterans who have been there before who can put it on the line. Marlins are going to come in with uh, you know that backs against the wall, have nothing to lose mentality. They'll sneak one out, but Cubs in
0: three. Yeah. Uh, last series, and then from there, we're not going to go through every single. We're not going to go through the DS and CS. We'll just go straight to our World Series predictions after this. Um, We have the Atlanta Braves, two seed, and the seven seed Cincinnati Reds. For the Braves, I mean, you can't even necessarily pick single guys. We've seen, obviously, Freddie Freeman, our MVP, but this entire offense has just been great. You got Travis Darno, Freddie Freeman. I guess Ozzy Albies hasn't been great, but solid. Dansby Swanson, um, Marcelo Zuna, you got Ronald Acuna. It's incredible. Probably the best offense in baseball. Um. Max Freed, he's been great. Um, you have Ian Anderson. He hasn't been up all year, but he has been very good in his six starts. Um, outside of that, like, if they were to go to three, I don't know who you go to in game three. If it's Kyle Wright, if it's... They really don't have many solid starting pitching options, but their bullpen has actually been very good. Uh, you got A.J. Minter, Shane Green... Chris Martin, Darren O'Dea, all been really good as well. As Will Smith hasn't been incredible this year, but he is ultimately still a solid lefty. Um, so they have a lot of pen options. Um, then you look at the Reds, who, def- I think, I mean, including myself, I thought many people saw them as a sleeper to win the NL Central. Underperformed to start the year, but cranked out some wins to end the year. The offense, it's it's really underperformed overall. Um, Jesse Winker's had a breakout year, but I, I just, I think there's too much talent offensively for them to fully struggle. Um, I think Moustakis in the postseason, that's a different animal. I think Nick Castellanos is too good offensively to have a poor series. And then pitching wise, I mean, they might have the best big three in baseball right now. You have projected Cy Young, Trevor Bauer, you have Young Gun, Luis Castillo, you have Sonny Gray who has been there, you know, the first two guys. I'm not even Bauer, really. Castillo might be a little inexperienced, but you got a guy like Gray who's been there who I think can succeed in that big game. And even after that, if they were to get into a bigger series, if they want to use him out of the pen, Tyler Molle has been really good. Um, Bullpen-wise, I I, I don't have a lot of... There aren't any guys that I really trust, but um, Iglesias has been good. Amir Garrett's been good. Uh, Archie Radley's been good. There's definitely some questions about the bullpen as to... You know how steady they are against the powerhouse Braves offense, but for me, the X factor uh, goes to the Atlanta Braves and it's Ian Anderson specifically, because I don't see a scenario in which um, the Braves win in three games. I just don't think they have the pitching in that possible third game. So you have a if you have a if Freed's able to get you a win, and it comes down to a guy like Ian Anderson pitching in that big stage. If he can keep pitching like he has during the regular season, they win the series, and that that gives them some form of success. Um, and maybe he does that. Maybe he doesn't. go depth into exactly how the games would go out, but I have the I have the Reds, the seven seed, uh, taking it in three games over the Atlanta Braves.
1: Stealing my pick. Looking at my notes, once again, yes, oh, come I agree. On. The Reds are a team again. The short series you know like you you said that you nailed it. those 3 are just absolute filthy nasty uh Braves you know they're the two seed but i just you look at their their pitching staff and you just don't see a lot of things you love uh the offense obviously is is what uh you kind of think about when you think of the, the Braves you know with with uh, Acuña and and even Austin Riley Azuña had a, or uh, Marcelo Azuña had a crazy year um so i i think that you know baseball playoffs comes down to pitching and defense uh the reds have the best three starters in the series you know you got sunny gray in a game three just insane um so they won't even need three games reds are going to take the first two and then have Sonny lined up for game one uh in the nlds
0: i love it um i love it we'll go straight to our world series predictions um I think I think there are gonna be some good series the way it lines up. I think the Padres Dodgers series could definitely be a fun one to watch. Um, let's see. You got the Reds. You got what? The Reds and Cubs. I like the Reds again in that. I think the Reds go to the CS. Um, on the AL side, what you got? Yankees. Who? Do Yankees get the Yankees get the Twins. Or yeah, Yankees get the Twins. No. Yankees get the one. Yankees would get the rays. Yep. So you got uh, that AL East, and then I have the White Sox uh, taking it over the A's. So then you got Minnesota versus Chicago. Um, I think. I mean, it's gonna be fun. It's it's weird, but there's no doubt there will be some entertainment. And ultimately, for me, my World Series from the National League, it it, it is the uh, the Dodgers. Uh, I have them taking... I think the Reds give, give them a legitimate run for their money in the NLCS, but the Dodgers are too too talented, too deep. They take it in seven. And in the AL, exacting their revenge on the team that has, you know, dominated them in the postseason uh, for the last couple of years. I have the Minnesota Twins taking it from the New York Yankees in the LCS. I give, it, give them six or seven. I really like the Twins there. Um, and for, so Minnesota Twins new uh Los Angeles Dodgers two very good teams I think again on paper I think it's pro- you probably take the Dodgers but I think that Bomba squad I, if that offense gets rolling they're legit and if their pitching can do enough to limit the Dodgers just a little bit I think I think they can sneak it out and the X factor that someone who I've talked about before I've been alluding to it Kenta Maeda going against his former team we haven't necessarily we haven't seen him in high, as high leverage situations as a starter. Um, I think I think him. I think the rotation can play up a little bit. I think him. We see a little bit of Rich Hill against his former team. Um, Barrios, if you can get a couple good innings in these series, uh, yes, it's longer, but I, I I like the pen as well. Um, I have the Twins winning the World Series seven games against. The Los Angeles Dodgers, your World Series MVP, the ageless wonder Nelson Cruz. That's that's mine. It's it's off for my my preseason was Yankees over uh, Braves in six, and I really I don't know, I don't see either of those teams going there right now. I'll let you uh, I'll let you go.
1: This this segment uh, reminds me so much of last year when you were in my year one PE class where I was talking and. You Clearly, just we're not listening. Uh, the the Twins and the Dodgers are eliminated in the first round. I don't know how you could possibly think that they're going to play in the World Series if you've been listening to what I've been saying. Um, but with that being said, this year is is a I mean, are questionably even is it real? Is it authentic? We don't know. Anything is going to happen. This this three game short series is unprecedented. We don't know what's going to happen. So. Uh, With that being said, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be craziness. Um, I already said Brewers take the Dodgers. I already said Reds take the Braves. So uh, it's going to be wild. Reds in the World Series, Uh, you kind of were on the same train there. They're a sneaky team. I worry about them. So I got them winning it all over the Rays. The Rays are just the little engine that could the, the no names they're going to find a way to get to the World Series but uh, in classic 2020 COVID season the seven seed who wouldn't even have made a playoffs in a normal season will take the World Series and beat the Rays in the World Series of 2020 heard it here first
0: yeah also I'd just like to say it's not necessarily that I don't listen it's just I don't necessarily agree with all the points you're making so <laughs> I mean take That's that true. as you will I, I really I don't I don't, I think you totally fabricated the, I don't remember talking about that with the Twins and Yankees. Maybe, maybe I was saying that for the Dodgers, or I guess I said, Twins and Dodgers. Maybe for the Dodgers, but I definitely was not that high on the Twins last year. I think you totally made that up.
1: No, I just mean that they're, they're, they're not even, the Astros are beating the Twins No, this year.
0: No, I'm, when you were saying last year in year one P. I think you totally made that up to fit your narrative. That's all I'm saying. Uh, maybe. You, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I will say, I do remember during, uh, one of the fall balls, uh, one of the fall ball scrimmages, when I was on the bench, I was just following, like, I think I was streaming the Yankees-Twins game. Yankees were just hitting nuke after nuke. But, not this year. Not, yeah, not, not this year. Um, I like it. I mean, Reds, Rays, I could totally see it. Um, it feels kind of fitting for... The, you know, this 60 game season, I totally um I totally respect it. I would not be surprised at all if that's how it went. Um I'm surprised you did it though in spite of your hatred for Trevor Bauer.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to tip your cap. The guy has produced and um, you know, I will ne- I can hate and and be a hater, but uh, you have to ultimately just appreciate the game and and good talent and he's had a dominant year and is I, I personally would have Sonny Gray be going game one but uh, I think they they have it, it for the length they have a good score to go. the bullpen is the issue. Um, I had Iglesias on my fantasy team he did not do the things that I wanted him to do but uh, I still do I still think that three is just arguably the best in baseball.
0: And I think as well as, uh, yeah, the bullpen, there's definitely some question marks, but the depth there, um, they have some guys who, yes, they're not experienced, but Tyler molly has been good. TJ Antone's been good. I think if you need, you know, I, I think those are some guys that can eat innings if you need to, and especially if one of those guys has to make a start, like game four, to keep those guys healthy, I think they can still win those games.
1: No doubt. And you know Bauer's going to want the ball on short rest. So. Yeah what um, if they can sneak past the Braves and get to these longer series, that's where that starting pitching will really benefit them and if you can figure out a way to, to have Bauer go one four seven and he do the things that he's been doing, that's uh, that's not bad.
0: Yeah. I'm kinda with you. I kinda like Gray One. Um but ultimately it doesn't it, it doesn't entirely matter. All those guys are gonna pitch. Yep. And yeah, I, I like the Reds. Um I have them falling a little bit short, but I totally get that. Um, and yeah, I feel like I I don't even know. I I mean, we could definitely find something to talk about forever, but I think we kind of hit just about everything. Um, yeah. You have anything else to add?
1: I don't. It's been, it's been a pleasure. I've learned a lot from you.
0: Glad, glad you're actually, you're, you're actually listening. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you're a little bit stubborn sometimes when we speak, but,
1: um, Uh, I don't know what you're referring to.
0: Yeah. No, just in, just in general. (laughs) Um, I I mean, look, we both took our L's. I said that um, I said that um, what I said Tua was gonna come back. I said it at his press conference. Wow, I was, we were playing uh, handball that he was gonna come back. You said Madison Bumgarner was gonna resign. We make our mistakes. <laughs> it's
1: very true, and uh, I might be thankful that Bumgarner isn't coming back oh, based on his season.
0: He's been awful, awful. But, um, hard to watch.
1: Big fan, but hard, hard, hard to watch.
0: Hard to watch. Um, yeah, that's all. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, of course, as always, check out the blog, theredshirt.blog. Probably we'll have a football podcast up during the middle of the week, put out some of my um, predictions for the NFL and college football. Um, if, you, if you're a high school age or if you're going to go to high school soon, come to CCA um, best varsity baseball coach there is, and of course, year one PE teacher, um, and yeah, that'll just about do it for this episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in.